This week on the Meg Rock Show, I got to sit down with Evelyn Shaw Corley. Evelyn is a visionary leader in the world of international education. She's an advocate for diversity, mental health, equality in education, and as a school leader, a blogger, an international speaker, and a published author, Evelyn is a change maker. In this episode, we talk about Evelyn growing up in a family that was part Jewish and part Christian and how that played a role in her waking up spiritually at a very young age, how she has a huge heart for the neurodiverse community, and her mission is to change the way children are educated, not only in the United States, but all over the world. Evelyn owns a education company called the Thrive International Academy, which is obviously now international. She started growing this business a handful of years ago, and it has exploded. Through Evelyn's business, she offers a homeschooling division and also tutoring. So if you are looking for any kind of educational support with your kids or your family or you know someone who has children, they're going to want to listen to this episode. You guys, it's amazing and you're going to love it. Welcome to the Meg Rock Show with Manifesting Marge, enlightening you with high vibe spiritual guidance, interviews with high vibe people, and those who practice different healing modalities around the world. I help women manifest more love, more self-love, more money, better health, and clarity on their life path. My purpose is to help you remember who the f*** you are. Let's rock this out. Welcome, Evelyn. I'm so excited to have you on the Meg Rock Show. Thank you so much for having me. It's so great to be here. Yes, I'm so excited. Okay, so you are just a dynamo in education and your love for children, and you have grown a school that is now global. I want to hear all about that, but I really want to start with your upbringing and kind of what led you to where you are today. Oh, thank you so much. So something that I really wanted to talk about today with my upbringing is faith and how that plays a role into who I was, who I am, and who I want to be. Half of my family is Jewish and half of my family is Christian. And at a very young age, that was super, super confusing. And it was highly emotional with, you know, some people not talking to other people and, you know, seeing that as a child and potentially not being included in certain circles and, It just, that was very painful as a little girl, but the beauty of that pain is that I started to think outside of the box and I started to say, what if there's more than one way? What if it's not only this path or this path or this path? What if all paths get you to God, to spirit, to source? What if there are multiple paths? What if everything that you think and everything that makes sense to you is the way. And so that is something that I came to when I was a little girl and knowing that your podcast is a safe space for spirituality. I just want to let it all out and say that to other people that if you have a family of different faiths, different backgrounds, that it's okay. And whatever it is that you resonate with is the right way that God is going to come to you in a way that makes you comfortable and makes you feel safe. 
safe. It's not going to be scary. God, that is so beautiful. And it's so profound. I've never really thought about that. I interview quite a few people who have different upbringings, um, you know, different spiritual backgrounds, you know, different parts of the family practice different things or are different nationalities. And I've never really thought about from a child's perspective, how confusing that is and really more confusing when there's adult drama, that's, that's a part of it, which is crazy to think about. It is. And that, you know, I would love to say that the drama doesn't exist, but it does. And I saw that drama growing up in different friend groups who were in different faiths. And one of my dearest friends from growing up was a Jehovah's witness. And she had, I was in her wedding and she had to have her wedding in a completely different location than she could have otherwise, because she loved me so much. And it was you know, so controversial at the time. And I would say would even still be controversial today. Because she was having you in her wedding and you were a different, you were a different faith. Correct. Wow. Mm -hmm. Is that not crazy? And to me, it's like, it's so simple. Like God's source creator is the supreme being, this life force energy, the same energy that sustains all life flows through all of us equally the exact same yet man is the one who has forged all these different divisions the divider mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more gosh that's crazy okay so 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 growing up now that you're an adult do you still like how is your family now that you are more spiritual and you've kind of found this spirituality path versus this religion path So I love that question. My family doesn't always know what to do with it. They don't always know what to think about it. But I will say that my mom and dad are so supportive. I remember a few years ago as I was really going through my awakening and finding my faith even more so. um, I would say through the pandemic, I opened up more and more and more like so many people did. And it was like messages just started flowing and coming to me and we'll get there, you know, to talk about business and all of that stuff. But my parents are so supportive that I have this strong faith in God source creator that there's no judgment with my mom and dad. And I know that friends are like, wait, but what denomination, what, and it doesn't have to have a denomination. It's love. And I remember um, I've had readings done and all of these things done. And I said, you know, in one of my readings, I was connecting with my grandmother and I asked, it was my Jewish grandmother. And I asked, what is the correct faith? And the medium said, love. Absolutely. Love. It's that simple. The greatest of all things is love. Amen. Oh my gosh. So powerful. Okay. So you grew, so you grew up, I know that you struggled with like some bullying. You struggled with some things once you got to high school or you talk about that a little bit. Yes. Yes. So I actually wrote a book called the awakened teacher, bold truths and bold beauty. And I am four foot 10. I am very curvy with my Jewish ethnicity. I've got the thick eyebrows. I've got the hairs. I've got all of the things. And I was super duper made fun of in elementary school and especially fifth grade, especially fifth grade. And it was so traumatic. And I remember 
being on the school bus, I would sit in the front of the school bus and the bully would be in the back of the school bus. And I can remember just being screamed at in the lunchroom by the bully, being screamed at on the school bus by the bully and people just followed. And I remember um, it was so interesting the day I met her, she was like, oh, I love your earrings. And then two days later, this just immense hatred and spewing. And even though she apologized in high school when I was, you know, I had more friends and I had come out of my shell a little bit more, um, I never fully, I've healed as an adult, but it still gives me such pain to think about that bullying. And when I started a new school, I had moved from Memphis to Peachtree City and to know that you can be a child and to go from having tons of friends and a safe space to two friends, two friends who will actually talk to you. Um, so I did, I did definitely experience bullying. And that's why I'm such an advocate for doing things differently in school and truly seeing, hearing, and valuing students and working with students on a one-to-one scale and level. Because if I had had a mentor that I could openly talk to, what a difference that would have made. And I think, honestly, that would have saved me from thinking less of myself and being in relationships. You know, you get a little bit older and you start to have relationships that are more intimate and thinking that it's okay to be bullied in those relationships because it's what you were used to. And so I would say that my faith and my spirituality really took me out of feeling lesser than and brought me coming into my own. And it doesn't take a man, a woman. It doesn't, it doesn't take somebody to save you. You save you, you save you and you love you. And that is how love happens is you have to be the one to love yourself. You do. And, and I, and as hard as it is to say, I, I know, I don't want to say the word believe, I know that that's really the journey of the soul. And like, we have these, these breaking moments where we have the choice and we, the ultimate goal in all of that is to get back to and remember our self-love and why we're here so that we can break through those moments instead of break in those moments. And we all have them in our life. I mean, we all have them in our life and they are stepping stones to prepare us for the next big thing. And that's totally why you chose education and why you're transforming education and making other options, you know, providing other ways for kids to go to school and giving kids other options, which is such a beautiful thing. So, so you graduated from the university of Georgia and you went, you got a job teaching school. I did. I did. And it's so funny. I graduated in 2005 with a middle grades education degree and I wasn't ready to grow up yet. I was truly not ready to grow up. So I did a couple of different things here and there. I worked for an IT staffing company. I worked for a bar. Um, I did, you know, all of these different things, but my heart, no matter what I did, always led me back to education. It's my calling. It is who I am. When I was in middle school, the school counselor said, 
you're going to be a school counselor. And while I was never officially in that role, I'm a school leader now. And I'm a huge, I'm an empath and I feel the feelings of those around me. And I have never forgotten what it feels like to be a child and to be a teen. And that's why I'm so passionate and so driven to make the changes in education that I'm making. And I am controversial and I understand that. I don't believe in ship them and ship them out education, the conveyor belt that I like to call it. I don't believe in that. I think there is a certain percentage of students that can thrive in that circumstance, but there are so many that slip through the cracks and that go unseen and go unheard. And they have, whether it is a learning disability or something social, emotional, something different, when you don't quite fit in the mold, you need that one-to-one guidance. And so I'm here loud and proud, making a change and making a stand for that. Amazing. So your, your counselor told you that you would be an amazing counselor, which is interesting because you, you pretty, I mean, you kind of are like, you're, you're like overseeing all these school teachers now and you have this global education business, but you are a counselor. You do have that spirit and you just, you are, you are truly here to help and to guide people. And it's such such a beautiful thing. So walk me through the process of starting Evelyn Educates, which is now the Thrive International Academy. Like how did all of this come to you? The brokenness leads to the beauty, my love. Um, So I taught in schools for 12 years and I thought I was the broken one. Over and over, it didn't matter which school I was in, whether it was an impoverished school district or a wealthy school district, Whichever subject, whichever grade, it didn't matter what I was teaching or where I was teaching. It didn't work out over and over and over. And I, and not that there weren't moments of beauty and not that there aren't so many kids that are saying, you're my favorite teacher. And, you know, and that, that is true, but inside of myself, there was always something missing and always something broken. And I felt like I was the common denominator. But when I, you know, lifted the veil and left, and I want to say why I left Um, my final year, I taught in an eighth grade classroom and it was in a very, very impoverished district in the state of Georgia. And my eighth graders, over half of my eighth graders were reading on a second and third grade level, 30 kids, just unbelievable. And it was a problem that was bigger than what I could solve that year. So I, of course, did the best that I could. But I realized when I would work with a student one-to-one in the classroom, when we could work just, you know, just the two of us, then I could help them read. And I knew that there was something there. I didn't have the full knowing, but I knew that and I'm real, real on your show because I know you personally and I know that you're here for it. This school system was unsafe. It was unsafe. I was threatened physically. I was threatened sexually by students. And that's something that people don't talk about. And it's so horrifying that I lived in a state of fear in the school as an adult adult, as a teacher, that's disgusting. So I left 
my husband and I said, enough is enough. We're not doing this. And so that was after year 12 of teaching. And at first I thought, let me just, let me just do something peaceful. Let me go work at Michael's, you know, Michael's with the picture frames and the flowers and the, like, let me just work at Michael's. And I got the job. But before that, I went to the land of Facebook and I started making funny, quirky little videos. I'm a funny, quirky person and just said to the world, hey, I'm tutoring. I'm so excited. Hello, hello. I'm Mrs. Evelyn Educates and I'm here to serve your family. And it, I never expected it to take off like it did, but I will tell you that When something doesn't work out repeatedly, 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 listen to the message. There is a message in that. Because when I started tutoring and entered all things Evelyn Educates, there was flow. It was effortless. My schedule became completely full. And then I started hiring other educators and I saw magic in them. They weren't fitting into the mold. They weren't fitting into the system. And I have over 25 teachers across the globe, the Philippines, um, Nigeria, South Africa, Paris, all over. We have teachers across the globe and all throughout the United States who are seeing education differently and serving in that one-to-one model. Now, I will say um, a couple of other things. Evelyn Educates is my heart and soul. It's my passion. And it has been pretty, it's not that it's been perfect. Of course, I do fall on my face. Sometimes I do make mistakes, but when you're living in your purpose, there is a freedom and there is a sense of ease in it. And I really want to stress that, that your job does not have to be want, want, want. It doesn't have to be this despicable thing that you go to every day. I want to encourage everyone listening to the podcast to live in your purpose. And if you don't know what your purpose is, think about what you're attracted to. Think about what comes naturally to you. And maybe even before you were indoctrinated in school, what you were passionate about when you were little. There's this story that I read about recently, and there was this student in kindergarten, and the student was wanting to draw. The teacher said, okay, today we're going to draw. And the student said, oh, I can draw this. I can draw flowers, bees, animals, all of these things that I can draw. And the teacher said, no, 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 we're not going to draw that. We're going to draw exactly what I want you to draw, how I want you to draw it. And that child's imagination went from, I can draw everything under the sun to, I have to do exactly what my teacher wants me to do, how, when, where. And then that child entered first grade and they lost the creativity. They lost that sparkle. And they went back to that initial drawing that the kindergarten teacher taught the child. And that is what breaks my heart about standardized systems and standardized schooling And I think that following your bliss and following your passion is going to make you a successful, thriving adult. And that's what Evelyn Educates and Thrive International Academy is all about. 
Well, I'm a firm believer that when you keep hitting resistance and there's something there that is over and over again, it's not quite working, that you, the universe is shifting you. I don't want to say the word forcing, but shifting you, like urging you, prompting you to pivot in a new direction. And when you trust, that's when everything starts to fall into place. And I, I mean, going back to what you were just saying about the standardized, standardized school systems and this, you know, conveyor belt education that we have in this country is that is, that's what kids are taught to do. So it's no wonder that adults grow up and get on that same conveyor belt and it gets faster and faster and faster and they don't know how to get off and they're scared to get off. And they would rather be in that want, 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 want system of a miserable every day because it's what they've been programmed to be growing up. They couldn't draw the things they want to draw. They had to draw what they were told to draw. You know, right. you have to get up and go to work and you have to do what you're told to do. It's, you know, going out there and being an entrepreneur and having faith and the courage to do something different is scary when you've been taught not to be like that your whole life. I couldn't agree more, but I want to encourage everyone to do the thing, do the scary thing. And then it's not going to be so scary. Be your authentic self in whatever that looks like for you. And life does become magical. I, I believe in magic. I believe in the power of manifestation. I believe in God's source creator. I believe in all of these things. And it comes to you sometimes in whispers, sometimes loud. Um, it comes to you in everything. Um, hearing the words of spirit, it's going to come to you in something you hear on the TV, something, you know, a song that you hear, a bird that you see. Spirit, God's source creator is everywhere and encouraging you to live a life that isn't on that conveyor belt, that isn't, you know, following the status quo, break out of it, break out of it and live a life that lights your fire. Awesome. Well, I know that our boys have been able to experience it was they, you know, they they started working with Evelyn Educates when it was teeny tiny. And now it's Thrive International Academy, which is insane. So y'all do tutoring. And then you also have a homeschooling system and format. How many kids do you think you have right now? We have about 76. Seven? I kind of know the answer. That's amazing. <laughs> yes. And we went from just me, just me. And it was my high school friends, kids who first believed in me. And then the power of the mama, friend, a friend, a friend. So never underestimate yourself. Like never underestimate the power of friendship and people saying, hey, this is what I'm doing. And then it just gains traction. So about 77 students, about 15 of those are in the academy, which is a homeschooling support academy, but we are going through accreditation, which we've been going through for the past couple of years, getting everything in line. And then my dream that is coming into reality, because that is what happens when I dream something is it becomes true is my school will be a place where you can take recovery classes for those students who are in a classroom size of 30 and they need biology. They need a smaller setting for that. Um, And also, uh, I don't know if this was something that I filled out for the podcast, 
but I've started a nonprofit. I've started a nonprofit called the Beautiful Minds Foundation, Inc., and it's for neurodiverse minds. It's for neurodiverse brains. And these are children with ADHD, dyslexia, autism, and mood disorders. These are the children that so often are not fitting into traditional school systems. And we provide funding for their school that they choose to go to and for the tutoring that they choose to receive. So that is up and coming and I'm super excited about it. Oh my gosh. So exciting. So you have your book. Tell me a little bit about your book. And then I want to talk about this massive award that you, that National Academy just received. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. So my book is called The Awakened Teacher, Bold Truths and Bold Beauty. And the story of the book is it starts in 2020 when my husband said, you know what, Evelyn, you love writing. You should start blogging. And I said, okay. So I started blogging and I was just cranking out blog after blog every week, every couple of weeks. And I would talk about what was real for me and my opinions and what was going on. And the blog started to take off. So around, um, I know when, International Women's Day is when I said, you know what? Like I had already pieced it together. I had taken my blogs. This book is imperfect, but it's it's beautiful to me. Um, It's my blogs interwoven with memoir components and spirituality, because that is who I am. And it's about a teacher. It's about me waking up and realizing that God's source creator is within us and that we co-create our lives. So it tells the true stories that happened in public schools to me and to so many other teachers. It gives my thoughts, it gives my opinions, and it's blogs, guys. I started writing blogs. This book is imperfect. The printing is imperfect. And I say that because you can write a book. It doesn't, you know, you publish it, Amazon, Kindle, publishing, whatever it's called. But writing a book, if it's inside of you, I want you to do it. So The Awakened Teacher, Bold Truths and Bold Beauty is available on Amazon I would love to talk to you about it for anybody who wants to go out and purchase it. Amazing. I love that message so much because we live and I'll speak just for my own, my own um, knowing and experiences. So I am right brain struggled in school. I see colors and shapes and everything creative and artistic. If you give me a math problem, I'm probably going to do it in the most ass backwards way, but I'll figure it out. So I was always that child that did not fit in because I couldn't really get on that conveyor belt and do what they wanted me to do. So being right brain, I am not good at grammar. I am not good at spelling. I'm not good at anything unless it's creativity and art and motivating and inspiring people. Like that is my, that's my wheelhouse. I mean, literally I can proofread something a thousand times and not see the error until I've read it the 20th time. Like, cause I know if I'm so visual, I know in my mind what I'm seeing, even if it's not there, I'm still seeing it in my mind's eye. That's just how powerful my, my inner vision is. So it's, it's crazy. But anyways, I have grown my brand and I've you know, been an entrepreneur for 13 years and 
you wouldn't believe how many people message me on social media. They're like, um, you spelled that wrong or you left this out or, um, you know, you would be more respected if you use Grammarly or you would be whatever. And there were so many moments in my social media life where I could have been like, oh my gosh, like I'm scared. I'm scared to post anything. I'm scared to do anything. What if I mess up? And I have that rebel heart because I've had to have that rebel heart my entire life to, to, to survive, to function in this, you know, this world of gotta be's that I've had to be like, okay, I have to make a choice. Either I can crawl under the rock because I'm so imperfect, or I can just rock this out and I can say, screw all the haters. And I really don't care. And you would not believe for the same amount of people that would say, oh, you spelled that wrong or I can't believe that you're not more professional. I get twice as many messages of people going, thank you so much. You just helped me. Thank you so much. You just inspired me. And so we live in this world that is so afraid of messing up that we don't do it. So if I held back on because I don't put commas in the right places or I spelled stuff wrong, I'm not helping and inspiring people. I'm not here to worry about commas and spelling things wrong. I'm here to inspire people. So that is so wonderful what you just said about writing a book. I am going to write a book and it's been, and it's definitely a part of what my plan is to do. And you've totally inspired me, but that message is so, that message is so good. So good. And Meg, I've had the haters too. I absolutely have. When I first got started, I would receive messages from people I hadn't spoken to in years. Like you can't charge for that. You can't, you know, everything you do should be free. And that's just not realistic. And there's lots of things that I will do for free out of the goodness of my heart. But when you're running a business, you know, it does cost something. It is a service, but I had some haters in the beginning and I I still have some haters today, but I respect me and I love me. And so I create my content. I wrote the book. I do the thing. I created the nonprofit and I can't wait to talk about the award. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So the award. Yes. Tell me all about the award. I'm watching on social media and I'm just like waiting for you to keep posting other stuff. How (laughs) exciting. So you just won. It's called, what is it called? The 2022 Changemaker Award at Meta. Which Meta is the new name for Facebook. Is that right? Yes. 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 And out of, so, out of how many people? Oh my gosh. There are 1.6 K businesses in the leadership network on Facebook meta. And everybody had an opportunity to make a video. And I was in the running for, okay, there's four awards. There was a top three in each of the four awards. And I applied to be the change maker. And I made a 60 second video and was selected out of 1.6k businesses to be the 2022 meta change maker and innovator for global education. Well, and I know that you went up, you went up to Washington, DC, your husband came up there because this is a deal and you totally manifested this. So you knew that you were worthy and that if you won this award, that you were totally the one to have it. Like you saw yourself there, but at the same time, when they called your name, were you like, holy shit? Yes. I was like, holy shit. It was the best night 
of my life. There were 500 people in this room and there was, I wish I knew her name, but there was this woman of economic global something or another, you know, who came out that works for Meta that did this big speech. And I was like, she's amazing. Can I know her? And she is the one who presented me with the award. And as they, as she took the stage and they announced who she was and what her role was, I was just visualizing, visualizing, walking on that stage. And even before I got on the plane, my followers on Facebook were cheering for me. I didn't shy away from if I didn't win. I wasn't afraid of that. My friends knew the day I made the video. My friends knew and followers knew that I was going for it. I was putting myself out there. And, you know, I didn't know a thousand percent that I was going to win, but I stayed in that high vibration. vibration. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I felt worthy. And because I felt worthy and because I visualized it and because I am living in my purpose, I believe that that is how this award came to be in my life. Okay. So tell me about this award. So they gave you, obviously gave you something beautiful, but what does all of this entail? So it entails lots and lots of publicity, like podcasts such as today. Um, And it is, it comes with credibility, if that makes sense. So the credentials, the credibility and opportunities coming in for more students, just really getting your name out there. And they're still sharing media opportunities. The pictures haven't even come out yet. Um, So there will be video footage and pictures. And um, so this was a really big deal. Meta flew 500 businesses to DC. And a part of the experience was meeting with your policymaker and you're telling the story of your small business and you're able to tell the story of your struggles and of your strengths. And one of the things that I talked about when I was meeting with um, an assistant for Raphael Warnock, um, I talked about the homeless population and serving our our homeless population through one-to-one education. Now imagine if our homeless population had a smart device, these babies, these children, these tweens, these teens, if they had a smart device and a safe space, what we could do, how we could educate them. And I learned recently that the most recent school that you went to is where you're expected to return to. So a lot of these families are always on the go. And think about mom not being able to get transportation to get her school to whatever school the child is registered for. And so when we step into the space age and we step into the fact that technology is here to stay, we can get Chromebooks, we can get iPads, we can get smartphones, whatever we need to do. But I really want to serve the population who is not in That means so much to me. And that's something that I did bring up with policymakers and to have the opportunity to even talk about my heart and to talk about my concerns and to talk about neurodiversity and to just be on their radar is a huge reward and honor. God, that's so beautiful. And it makes me think of uh, one of my friends has a daughter with Down syndrome. She's gosh, she's probably 12 now, but ever since she was born, Um, you know, all these therapies and these things that parents that 
And I'm not even going to say parents that have money because you can get assistance through the government if your child has, you know, any kind of disability. But um, just having money to give your child an iPad or allow them to have technology. She just said, you know, all of these therapies and a lot of these things that her daughter has done all these years, a lot of them have been through iPads or technology. And these underprivileged families, even homeless families, they don't have access to that. Mm-hmm. And so that's a whole nother layer of educating and helping these children that have disabilities have access to this stuff if they can't get to the therapist or if they, you know, they can't get to school. So that's interesting <laughs> that you say that. Mm-hmm. There's so many things, and I know people have different opinions about technology and social media and all of the things, but when you use it and you use it for good and you use it for positivity and encouragement and learning, we can change the world. And we are more interconnected than ever before. We hear about things that are happening across the globe, you know, just in the media and I don't think it was intended. Well, it is, but it's not. But just to dive into another topic, um, our bodies were not made to know about every crisis in all of the entire world. And so we have to really be conscientious to choose where we're going to put our energy. And um, with with the school shootings that have been happening in America, I had to take a break. I had to take a little break from social media. I was so heartbroken and really just took pause because I was struggling. I was struggling emotionally and knew that I couldn't see the news 24 seven. And I know that that's not the case when you're in that situation and that's your reality. But I do wanna bring to light that um, we have to be mindful and respectful to our own bodies and our own minds and our own thresholds for what we can take in to what we can consume. And I think that's something that we need to teach our children as well. Oh, that is so powerful. So from a spiritual perspective, and I want to say this, and if you know me, you're going to know my heart. So you're going to know where it's coming from. Um, And not necessarily you, Evelyn, but those that are listening, but I say this not because I'm not empathetic because I'm very empathetic, but what we have to be careful about is being too sympathetic. And and the reason I say that, and it goes back to what you were just saying is we are not created to consume everything going on in the world. Right. I mean, think back in the day, I mean, it was like a letter by horse, right? We knew what was going on where we were. And if not, we found out about it. And a timeline after it had already passed and months later, a horse comes with a letter, you know, a person, a horse, comes, a carrier comes on a horse. So we are not created to carry all of this stuff that's coming at us nonstop. And from a spiritual perspective, I have my own soul journey. I need to send love and light to people that are on theirs, but it's not my job to carry someone else's journey. Right. So if I'm totally consumed with Ukraine and that's those people's soul journeys, I can't fulfill my journey here as best I can and love and light and high frequency energy. If I'm totally consumed with all the sadness that's happening in Ukraine, am I, does my heart hurt for them? Absolutely. 
But I, we can't we can't help our little worlds get to where they need to be if we're consumed with fear and we're carrying all the weight of Ukraine and all the weight of Texas and all the things that are constantly happening all the time. And so what you just said just brings me back to that. We have to send love and light to those that are hurting, but we have to stay centered on our soul journey. And if it's not our experience, we do not need to get immersed in it energetically. We cannot do that. We, we will all be sick. We will all be sick. So that was good that you knew that you needed to take time off of social media because it's very important. Definitely. And I could feel my body. And it's interesting that you talked about getting sick. And since there's more to it, but since I haven't been in the public schools, I never get sick. It's such, it's such a rarity. And I also claim that in my spirituality is that I am in such a high vibration and I'm a huge Louise Hay fan. You can heal your life. And I just know that, um, being a spiritual woman and living in that high vibration, it helps me in so many ways to stay healthy mentally. I know that mentally and that, and that's really important to me is my mental health. And I do the best I can with my physical. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that was a part of your soul journey too, to figure that out. So now that you can be a guiding light for others and help teach that to people, you know, oh, now, yeah. you know now, you know, what's non-negotiable for you in your life and where you choose to stay, where your energy needs to be. And you would have never learned that if you had not gone through, you know, the bumps in the road trying to figure it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, the last thing that I want you to cover is okay. I want you to tell me, so I know how much this amazing school has grown and what three years, two years, um, three, three, three. one, four. Uh-huh. Where do you project this to be like in the next five years? I project over a thousand students at Thrive International Academy within the next two to three years, I want us to have in-person events in our communities. That is something that means a lot to me. I want us to go to Disney World. I want us to do all of these things, but I do predict over a thousand students across the globe. And I predict that we are going to be an example for other schools to be like us. Um, I want to I'm not in competition with anybody. And I want to make that super, super clear. I would love to teach other teachers how to build their own thrive, how to build their own school in what they see as perfection, because this is my perfect school. I'm a believer in micro schools, believer in small schools, small communities. But I think that thrive will have over a thousand students. And I think that the sky is not even the limit. I think that I am so open to and the best. I'm open to the best possibilities for me and for my students. So I think it's limitless to tell you the truth. It is limitless for sure. Well, this was absolutely amazing. So let our listeners know where, and all this is going to be in the show notes, but what's your website? What, you know, how, how can they find you and what do you offer exactly? Okay, sure. So my website is workwiththrive.com and I'm very active on Facebook, Evelyn Shaw Corley. I would love for you to follow me on Facebook. That's my place. And then Evelyn Shaw Corley on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn as well. 
And our offerings are homeschooling support, soon to be an official private academy with one-to-one support, tutoring, mentoring, special education advocacy. And the mentoring is mindfulness mentoring, which can be something we dive into another day with the breath work and the feeling your feelings and having an adult hold space for you and getting in touch with your emotions. Um, The mindfulness mentoring is a huge component of Thrive and everyone in the academy has a mindfulness mentor. So that is something in my perfect school that makes us unique. Amazing. Well, you know, I love you and I'm so excited for the rest of the world to hear you because they're going to love you too. And yes, if you need Evelyn for homeschooling options or tutoring, she is amazing. She is our go-to and we love her and her school so much. Thank you, Evelyn, for being on. We will have to do this again because you have so many good things to talk about. Oh, thank you. Love you too. This was amazing. If you thought today rocked, Subscribe to the Meg Rock Show podcast, leave a review, and let me know what your takeaway was. All of my social is linked in the show notes. Screenshot this episode and tag me on Instagram at TheMegRock. For more info on me and to take my quiz to find out what energy blocks you have in your life and in your home, and maybe even coaching, go to ManifestingMarge.com. Repeat after me, I am a powerful, loving, radiant, abundant, badass warrior goddess. I am here to rock out this lifetime. It doesn't serve me or the world to play small. I am worthy of all that I desire. See you in the next episode. The Meg Rock Show podcast and all content created by Manifesting Marge LLC is created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you may have for a medical condition or concern. Meg Schwarzrock is not a doctor or a therapist.